Welcome to Whiskey and Wonder. All right, all right, all right, everybody. We're here. Hello. Back. Hello, everyone. We are on episode 100. 100 episodes of Whiskey and Wonder. 100 times you've heard our lovely voices teach yes. you something wonderful. Yes. I'm going to give another round of applause. I was trying to find uh, the right sound effect for that, but I, I couldn't. <laughs> I don't know if I have. Oh, here we wow. go. Wow. That's it. There we go. <laughs> wow. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you can see on the screen that we have a guest with us today. Hello. Uh, friend Jamie is back. She's here to celebrate the 100th episode with us of Whiskey and Wonder. Uh, I'm Tyler. Over there is Megan. And yeah, I want to give a shout out to, I think we talked about it last week, but I want to give a shout out again to friend Jamie for the <laughs> trying to celebrate our 100th episode <laughs> and <laughs> us screwing up we and not being up. able to count. And right. we were on episode 99 instead of 100. So that was a whole ass journey to get that cookie cake yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, Jamie was nice enough to bring us some tacos today to celebrate. So thank you very much, Jamie. Uh, have a round of applause. We're just giving them out today. Yeah. <laughs> it's the 100th episode, so we might as well. Um, did we have anything else to talk, touch on before we get into the announcements? Or are we good to go, Megan? Uh, well, for those of you guys who are new here, if you're starting with episode 100, we are Whiskey and Wonder. Um, yes. And every week, Tyler and I typically get together and we review a whiskey and teach the other something that has made us wonder. And other than that, I mean, that's who we are. So we can jump into announcements. It's literally in the name. So um, the main things in the announcements, we're going to keep it short and sweet today, is to... Go to uh, check out our store at whiskeyandwonder.com slash shop. We've got uh, stickers, t-shirts, some cool swag over there. Um, check out our Patreon, Whiskey and Wonder. I'm sorry, patreon.com slash whiskeyandwonder. I'll get that right eventually. Um, where, 100 episodes in and still struggles. Yep. Yep. Um, we've got a bunch of different tiers. you got some some uh, extra benefits for doing some of the higher up tiers like early access to episodes and getting some discount codes for the shop and the store and stuff. Um, but we do have a base tier, which is the $2 a month tier where you can vote on the what goes in the infinity bottle. So every week we do, as Megan mentioned, we drink a new whiskey. Um, and if they qualify, if they are a bourbon, if they are a scotch or a rye, they go into an infinity bottle. I keep a list Um of what our Patreons vote, and we I put it in the bottle. Um, and it's actually kind of uh, an infinity bottle. If you don't know, it's your own personal blend. Um, I'm actually going to hold our bourbon one up here. I know it's kind of hard to see that that's labeled bourbon, but it is. You can see it's about three-quarters full. Oh, look, there's a Whiskey and Wonder sticker on the back. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> I was wondering where you turned it around. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so it's kind of like your own... Blend. blend. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you want to be a part of that, check out the Patreon. Join that. <coughs> excuse me. I swallowed wrong. Join that two, $2 a month tier. Um, and the reason I bring that up and talk a, a lot about it is because today for episode 100 
instead of a whiskey, we are going to sample the bourbon infinity bottle. Um, so that's everything that our patrons have voted go in this bottle. It's about just over half full, um, you know, and, and hopefully they've been nice. I have a list of what's in there, but you know, you ha- you guys are in control of what goes in there. If you want to put something like what we had last week, the Breckenridge, Breckenridge spiced, spiced. Whisk- whiskey that <laughs> Megan and I both did not like, um, you know, you can be, you can do that to us. Or if you want to put the stuff that we like in there, we will really appreciate it. <laughs> so that's kind of that's kind of the perks of that. You can you can see you're in control of our destiny there. So, um. I'm not going through all the social media stuff. It's all going to be in the show notes. The The main ones are whiskeyandwonder.com, YouTube, just search Whiskey and Wonder, patreon.com slash Whiskey and Wonder. Everything else is down below in Correct. the show notes. Yep. So um, the last thing is we just want to say thank you to all those folks who do support us on Patreon, that do donate, that do uh, subscribe and like and comment. That helps more than you know, which, by the way, if you're on YouTube, check those out. Um, I did that. <laughs> I make subscribe button. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, I say that every time I make a campfire. <laughs> I have made fire. Oh my anyway. God. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So thank you to everybody that supports us. Uh, you know, if you like, if you comment, if you subscribe, it helps us grow. It helps us. Um, move up the charts and yeah. get seen and it it does more than you guys realize so thank you so much uh, to everyone that does that yep and and I want to personally give a shout out and I'm sure Megan can say the same but there's been a lot of people who have given us whiskey mm-hmm. uh, individually and and thank you to those folks as well that's um, you know whiskey's not free no and, and it's not cheap the good stuff is not cheap so thank you to everybody and with that Jamie, you've been awful quiet. Do you have anything to add? No. Okay. (laughs) All right. We'll go ahead and move on to the open segment then. The open segment. All right. Well, Tyler, how's your week been? Depressing in a way. Ooh. Oh. Oof. I turned 30. Oh, happy birthday. Welcome to the club. Yep. I'm officially 30. I am over the hill, old man. I would not say 30 is over the hill. No, it's not. But, like, you know. please don't say that. <laughs> don't say that to me. It's not, but I truly think, uh, like, uh, I'm, I'm of the mindset I'm here for a good time, not a long time. So I fully expect this to be like the halfway point. Jesus, Tyler. I hope, I hope it's not. I hope, it, I hope it's not. But, you know, realism. Um, yeah, so I, I, my birthday was this past week and I didn't really do much. I'm not a big birthday person. Um, me neither. I hate it. Yeah, I, I went out with my dad and he takes me out to eat every year. Me and Shelby and him went out to eat and that was, that was about all I did. Um, Shelby, Shelby and I kind of have a joint birthday gift to one another. We planned a trip. Uh, I think I mentioned we're going to Denver mm-hmm. in March, so that's that's kind of like what we're doing for each one of each of our birthday. We're gonna get like she got me some small gifts, but 
Yeah, so uh, that happened, and um, I got a hell of a deal on a miter saw at Lowe's. I got it for more than 50% off. Nice. So that let me do a little more a woodworking. stuff. Yeah. That's exciting. Yep. So uh, I've been, I just got some wood today that's, um, I got some walnut, which is very, very dark, and some. Uh, I don't even remember what it is. Some light wood. Uh, um, damn it, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's it's a wood I use for smoking meat. Anyway, um, aspen. An, no, not aspen. Um, oh Lord, I'm I'm gonna kick myself when I think of it. <laughs> anyway, I I it's it's a light wood, and I'm gonna try to make uh, either a cutting board or like a chessboard or something. Cool. Uh, so. We'll see how that goes. My table saw situation's a little a little bit of a hurdle right now, but other than that, it's been a pretty boring week. So what about right. you? What's been going on with you guys? Um well happy birthday again. Thanks. Yeah, happy birthday. Um Jamie's not far behind. We're all we're all gonna be in our thirties within a few months of each other. <sighs> Terrifying. Anyway. Um Overall, it's been a pretty chill, boring week. Um, Jamie took me out on a super nice, sorry. Yeah, you guys need to scooch in. <laughs> Pretend oh, like wait, you wait, like wait, me. Wait, wait, Hold on. Oh, oh. I can, that's as far out as I can go. There we go. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Sorry for the audio crowd. <laughs> um, uh, Jamie actually took me out on a really, really nice, exciting date oh, on yeah? uh Friday, yeah, took me to. Was Rudy. it because I fumbled that? So <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah, a little. Okay, you fumbled a little, but it was the thought that counts. It was precious. Well, what happened? Where'd you go? So uh, we went to Ruth's Chris's oh, nice. steakhouse, nice. which was super swanky and nice. The one uptown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Um, and so Jamie bought us um, memberships to Discovery Place. Oh, nice. So that we Ooh. could just go to Discovery Place and do that. Like, I don't know if I told you this or not, but I bought you memberships to both of them. You did. Uh, and Jamie was under the impression that the memberships covered uh, Science on the Rocks, which for those of you guys who are not Charlotte people, um, there's a museum here in Charlotte that every month does something called Science on the Rocks, where it is a... After hours, museum experience, no kids allowed, 21 and over. They serve alcohol and open the museum just for adults to fuck about. And there's normally some sort of like fun exhibit or whatever. Um, Yeah, they've been doing that for years now. I remember when I first came out of college, they were doing that. Yep. Um, Well, it turns out members don't get in for free. They did get a discount, but you still have to buy tickets. Mm. Shut up, Megan. (laughs) And they were sold out. Mm. (laughs) So what Jamie, was the exhibit? It was um, some kind of like private detective thing. Ah, so definitely something up Megan's alley. Yep. <laughs> yep. So poor, poor Jamie fumbled that, but it was the thought that counts. And we still had a really good day together. So I still had a great time. Well, that's good. I tried. I want to hear it from your perspective now. <laughs> <laughs> so I had read the online 
like how to get tickets, how to get in thing like three times. And I was convinced that the membership fee covered it. Apparently does not. And we were on our way to it and stopped for gas. And Megan was like, you said you got the tickets, right? And I'm like, yeah, the memberships. She's like, okay, but did you buy tickets? No. Oops. And she's like, so they're sold out. And so I threw a tantrum in the gas station <laughs> place pumping gas, but it's fine. I, uh, you know, that made me think of a story. So, uh, I don't know, I guess about a year and a half ago, the lady that owns the lady that's one half of the owners of the brewery, they're a couple. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she's a, a big uh, Van Gogh fan and an art fan. Oh, when the Van Gogh exhibit came. Oh yeah, yeah. We we all chipped in and bought her tickets to go at the brewery. But um, no, she knows that I am a huge Bob Ross fan, and <gasps> there was a class that you that taught you how to paint like Bob Ross. And she knows that I really want to try my hand at it, and um, she sent it to me, and I was, I was like, I'm in. I went to sign up and it was already sold out. It sold out like that. Aww. And I was so pissed. I threw a tantrum. I was not in public. I, I threw a tantrum at home. Was... <laughs> have you seen the Bob Ross documentary? I have not. You need to watch it. I'm. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard it was really good. But I like I just, I like my Bob Ross. Just oh, sweet, I love Bob Ross. Bob. However, I will never buy a Bob Ross named product ever again. Really? I heard his family did some screwy shit, and yeah, so I don't I don't particularly support the brand Bob Ross. Like I, I, don't I support even, the person 100%, yeah. not the brand. Yeah, so yeah, I've, I've kind of heard about it, so I can, I can understand that. But um, I also wanted to mention this week that I am riding solo. Shelby will be out of town for for the week, so I will have all three dogs, and it will be just me. Chaos. Chaos incarnate. No, it'll be fine. Oh, yeah. It'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like how he had to convince himself. <laughs> no, it's going to be fine, because the one that's going to be the most chaotic is not the one you would think. Shiloh actually comes up to me and lets me pet her. Yay, and, yep, Shiloh. Yep, she's been... It's taken two and a half years before she'll... She's warmed up to me, but she finally has warmed up to me. Oh, so, yay. So, oh, my God. I think I can uh, save that sound for something. <laughs> um, so I wouldn't have caught it if you guys hadn't have both laughed immediately. But, uh, yep, when that happened, I caught it. We share brain cells. It's uh, fine. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm riding solo this week. It's going to be, uh, be an interesting conundrum. Well, good luck. Uh, yep, I hope Shelby has a good time where where she's where she's going. She's she's doing some work stuff. So, well, I hope so too. Well, unless you guys have anything else, y'all want to get out in the open segment? Do you want to? It looks like you do. Do you want to share some of your trauma from the cookie? I mean, yeah, but there's something else you need to tell Tyler. Oh, Tyler, I forgot. We got 
special whiskey. I don't know if you've ever, you have, you've heard of this because you're Tyler. I don't know. Um, have you ever heard of a, where did you put the name? Chaser Jiggers. There you go. Have you ever heard of a Chaser Jigger glass? Nope. Shocking. Okay. Well, so, I but I'm going to Google one. it. Really? Yep. Yep. Uh, well, thank you. They're for whiskey. So. Is that the little thing you measure out? I know those are called it, jiggers. It, 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 it's similar, like, looking. Apparently, some oh. dude, like, told Jack Daniels he could, like, take the burn away from whiskey or something. and Or make whiskey float on water. Something weird. And... Jack Daniels didn't believe it, whatever, tried it, it worked, and he immediately bought it and bought the patent. Now, they make these glasses that are like an hourglass shape. Yeah. And you put water in the bottom half, and then whiskey sits on the top half, and it apparently 100% eliminates any burn, period, from whiskey. Really? So I bought some for us to bring over here and try. Well... Thank you very much. I'm excited. I'll have to pick the uh... strongest, burniest whiskey you have. I want to like put it to the test. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm eyeballing the cabinet behind you over there, and I got I, immediately. I had one that stuck out, but I think I got two because that blue run over there—that's the high rye blue run. So it's going to have that rye spice to it as well. I want to try it real bad. All so. right, yeah, I'm on board. Thank you very much. That You're is welcome. That is. Incredible. I've never heard of these. So you pour water in the bottom part? Mm-hmm. Supposedly. You pour uh water, water. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Water in that bottom bit, and then the whiskey floats on top in the top section. Uh and you drink it and there's no burn. The scientist burn. in me wants to know why. I'm sure it's got to do with uh densities and oh, for- one being more dense than the other, but for um, sure, science mumbo jumbo. I'm gonna have to Google, research it. Google that it. other ta- other at a later date. Yeah, uh, yeah. stay tuned, listeners, because I'm sure you guys will be a part of that experience when uh, those glasses come in. Yeah, I need to. When do they come in? I don't think they were on like a special delivery thing, so I think it's gonna be like at least a week. Mm. I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. Well. Did you want to share will, your cookie story? Yes. They All will right. be here February 1st through the 3rd. All right. That's just a handful of days. So yep. Yeah, it is. That's maybe before the next episode. That'd be exciting. It is. Okay, cool. Yep. So cookie story. So I knew I was going to get the cookie, and I was at work. And I work next to a Target that has the grocery store in it. So I was like. I know that Target well. Yep. I was like, surely they've got cookie cake. Surely they do. No, Target's too healthy. Yeah, I figured that out. And so went in there, went running around looking for a cookie cake before Megan got off of work to come here. Didn't find one. Drove all the way to Food Lion, and I'm making it sound like it was an excursion. It was a a light up (laughs) the road. (laughs) And I don't like grocery stores, guys. They freak me out. Like, I can't, I panic in grocery stores. Which food line did you go to? The one off that road. Yep. George Lyles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a Harris Teeter across the way. Mm -hmm. Was going to go there next. They they for sure have them. Yep. Okay. Um, Went in there and 
almost didn't find it. There was like three of them in one tiny little thing. And I tried to find the best looking one because I'm particular. (laughs) It had to have the most chocolate chips and the icing had to be a certain way. (laughs) I like it. Yep. So I'm already like stressed out because I'm in the food lion. (laughs) Keep going. I picked up the cookie cake. Which is in its obnoxious, like one of those obnoxiously loud, cannot open as a five-year-old at three o'clock in the morning without alerting the whole neighborhood containers. Oh, I know. Yep. And Tyler, the fucking thing fell out of the container. (laughs) Well, that's a twist I did not see coming. But not only did it fall out, have you seen those cartoons where like, the cartoon character like drops something slippery and is doing this whole thing like trying to catch it and it's oh, yeah, sliding yeah, back yeah. and forth. I've had a couple of those moments myself. Mm-hmm. So that was me in this cookie cake in public. <laughs> For what felt like an eternity. Mm. So I am straight panicked at this point. <laughs> like having a panic attack, finally get the thing closed. Go to get icing. I'm like in the icing aisle. I'm so stressed. I don't know if you've like listened to other episodes where this was brought up, but I have pots. <laughs> I did. I Yes, that's come up. I, I don't remember what that is, but I pass out. That's oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. We so talked I, about that at the the urine special. Mm-hmm. So I passed out. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours later. <laughs> Sorry, that one was just too good for me to hit, not to hit. Well, with all the SpongeBob references we've made. Um, so recover from that. Go to self-checkout. Check out as quickly as possible. Did anybody help you? No. <laughs> How long were you out for? It was as most of the time. As soon as I hit the ground, I can get back up. It's okay. It's in between being upright and ground that I'm <laughs> not <laughs> that I'm not present. Damn. That's uh, that's scary. You could like if you fall the wrong oh, way. Oh yeah, she could hurt herself real bad. You ever mm-hmm. cardiologist said I'm fine unless I'm uh stressed. Bleeding. Unless I break my nose or have fractured something, I don't need to go to the hospital. Uh what if you pull a two a tongue of Iloa and fall and hit the Back of your head, dude. Dude got a like. He was throwing up gang signs with his fingers. He was concussed so bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. You need a helmet. No offense. <laughs> we don't. You're we don't need wrong. to give our one friend any more encouragement with that. Um. <laughs> and so I go to check out. Leave. I'm like crossing the threshold of the door to Food Lion, and I get grabbed by an individual. <laughs> Which just re-panic. And they were like, excuse me, you left your groceries? And I'm like, nope. (laughs) Apparently there was some groceries that somebody else before me had left. And this person thought they were mine. So I like ran from Food Lion to my car. They probably thought you were stealing (laughs) something. Yep. I'm sure they did. See, here's the difference. 
I would have 100% grabbed that bag of groceries that somebody <laughs> no, left no, in Gone. Now, I would have taken both of them. Oh. I'm gone. Like, look, I just scored some free groceries. <laughs> I am that asshole. I'm pretty sure it was chicken. I would 100% have taken chicken. Anyway, um, go on. Yep. And then drove to her store and sat and iced it in the parking lot. And that is the story of the cookie cake. <laughs> and then so when Megan texted me and was like, so it's not our 100th episode. Mm. <laughs> was I like, feel like fuck. such a jackass. Right? <laughs> yeehaw, yeehaw. Oh, shit. But the cookie cake was delicious. It was. I mean, at least y'all ate it. Yeah. So worth it. I, I just have one question. It fell on the ground? No. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> I, was, I was like, you, you got us a I ground would, cookie I would, cake? I would not have done that to you. <laughs> would not have done I mean, that to you. I was about to be like, I understand why Megan left it here when she went. Like, Jesus. <laughs> uh, eat, have the ground one. Ay, ay, ay. Um, that, so I have an interesting little side story off of that that I can actually relate to the pots thing because I had that happen to me one time. Um, not, I don't want to call it like a pass out or anything, but I was, it was a morning. We were in the middle of moving when I was in uh, high school or middle school. Yeah, it was middle school. And we were in the middle of moving and I had boxes. We had just moved into this house and I had boxes all over my room. And I, I remember I had an amplifier kind of sitting in the middle of the room where I had to like step over it to get to my closet. And so I opened the closet. I remember waking up in the morning, groggy as hell, walking to my closet, stepping over the amplifier, reaching my hand out for the closet. And next thing I remember is I'm waking up with one leg over top of the amplifier. <laughs> like I just, I had gone back to sleep in the middle of reaching for <laughs> the closet door and fell Good back night. over that amplifier. So I can kind of relate to the passing out thing, but. The one, the one time I have caused physical injury to myself, n- knock on wood, not actually going to do it because dogs, um, was at Dave and Buster's and I passed out. And fell into the motorcycle. <laughs> a real motorcycle? The, the Dave and Boaters. Oh, the little, yeah, oh, Dave yeah, and okay. Boaters. Nope. Dave and Busters. Well, that is one hell of a story. Thank you again for the cookie cake. It was delicious. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't really know what to say to follow up that story. I, so. <laughs> there's not. When Megan left for work today, I looked at her and was like, I don't have to get you another one of those, right? No. <laughs> no one, I mean, I will, but like, please don't make me. Once was enough. <laughs> uh, well, that is uh, one hell of a story. So I'm glad you didn't didn't hurt yourself right? when you fell and, and glad we were able to get a cookie cake that hadn't been grounded. <laughs> right. And the devotion. Yeah, that was, yeah. And it, it really it, a cookie cake, damn it. Well, it was delicious. And it did have the perfect amount of chocolate chips. So, um, all right. Well, you guys want to go ahead and move on? Well, I would say we'll talk about the whiskey, but we'll uh, pour the whiskey. Pour it and taste it. 
opening the bottle. All right. So um, obviously this is our own infinity bottle. This is our own special blend. So I literally have nothing I can tell you guys about this bourbon. Well, I didn't really think about this, but I'm going to have to pour and talk about it. So You got this, Tyler. I believe. I, I believe in the... Yeah. Um, so I will tell you guys what is in here. I'll give you guys the rundown and the list. I'm actually going to let you guys pour your own today so that I can do that. Okay. There's the cork. Um, so... What we have here, and these were all voted in by our patrons on Patreon. Um, it's been going for, oh, I don't know, nine months or so, I think, it, that we've had uh, the availability to vote. So the contents are Old Forester. They're, um, they're one-ounce pours. I measured out exactly one ounce and um, for each... Each one of these I measure out exactly one ounce and then I put it in using a funnel. So uh, it is Old Forester 1920 Prohibition style, Blue Note Crossroads Bourbon, Knob Creek 9 Single Barrel Reserve, Eagle Rare, Jack Daniels Single Barrel Select Store Pick. All of those were added on uh, June 11th of 22. So I kind of added them in batches. Um, the next batch was Old Grandad 114 Lost Republic Bourbon, which I don't, I no longer have. That is the bourbon that we were, uh, loaned from a friend of mine. And so this will be the last little bit we had. Um, the final one that went in, uh, on July 31st, 22 was the Blue Run High Rye that I mentioned earlier. And last but not least... The final bourbon that you guys voted in was the Jack Daniels Single Barrel Barrel Proof. Also mentioned earlier. So, Can I smell it now? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yes. No, I have to get Megan's oh my God. permission. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> so, so, there's the interesting thing is there's three, three different single barrels. In here, the Knob Creek Nine, the Jack Daniels, and then the Jack Daniels Barrel Proof. So, well, and there's two different Jack Daniels. So I expect banana. I can tell you, I can tell there's Jack Daniels in this because banana, so much banana. Yep. Um. So as I was smelling, I mean, the first thing and the most prominent thing I smell is banana, without a question. Um, but then I also got some like raspberry. Don't know where she came from, but she kind of poked her head in there. Um, banana, raspberry, and then like some caramelized, uh, like some caramelized apples. I'm gonna go with. So very fruity bourbon is what I'm smelling. Fruity but spicy. I am not getting an overwhelming banana smell. Really, I'm getting no. a fuck ton, Jamie. Maybe. Maybe I'm just holding it too close to my nose or something. I'm getting banana for sure, but like you have said before, just spice. That I'm getting spice. Yeah, that's more what I'm. I I definitely get banana, but it's not the overwhelming thing. The overwhelming thing is, uh, for lack of a better term, burn burn my nose hairs. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it's done that to me a couple times. 
Yeah. So. Looking past burn your nose hairs, I'm getting yeah. banana, raspberry, and caramelized apple. I can definitely get whiffs of the banana. I can definitely get the caramel apple. Um, I don't get much raspberry. Uh, I, matter of fact, I can only think of one thing off the top of my head where I've ever gotten raspberry. And that is actually... Uh, Not in here? No, it was a, it was a, uh, it was the Tullamore 12 year. So that wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't qualify for any yeah. of, any of the, um. The more I swirl it, the more I get raspberry. Like if it's actively moving and then I smell it, that's when I'm getting the raspberry. Well, let's give that a try. Act, like have it moving and stick your nose in it. Mm, what are you thinking? Any raspberry? Anyone? Lost my mind? So how's that squish brain doing? <laughs> Supposedly it's healed. Yeah, no, no? not getting much. Okay, so. me. That's fine. Well, bottoms up, you guys. If y'all want to taste it, go ahead and I'll Can feel... I do that? Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Lord. I don't know what I missed. <laughs> oh, Megan. Oh. Oh. Megan had a face. Oh. I... Tasted salt. Whoa! Oh, God. <laughs> so I just, I need a minute to try that again. Because I tasted salt. And I don't know why. Did you get salt, Tyler? Because <laughs> I'm. No? No? Okay, thank God. No, but it's hard to, uh, Hard to describe what uh, you guys really need to go to YouTube to see these reactions. Um, what the fuck was that? I get a lot of leather, a lot of oak and leather. Like Salty on, leather, yeah. On the back end, that's what I get is oak and leather. I'm getting some, I get I've two sips in and I'm getting salt. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm licking a rock, Tyler. There, there. You put a rock in this. There's. Okay. You cut yourself and <laughs> okay, you pour okay, it. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The equestrian in me has to ask: Is it a, like a, just a rock, or is it a salt lick? I mean, well, done that a lot. The, the geologist in me wants to tell you that halite's a mineral. Halite is salt. It's just a rock. Well, it's a mineral, but it's all the same. So salt is a rock, is what Technically, I'm Technically, it's a mineral. Oh. Which is not rocks <laughs> are made wrong. of minerals. You can't correct me. The best kind of correct. What is a rock versus a mineral? What's the difference? Rock is made of minerals. Multiple okay. minerals. So a rock is many minerals put together. Multiple. Yeah, usually, uh, like granite, usually four or five main minerals with minor impurities. Um. Anyway, yeah, I don't get salt. I'm not getting halite. Um. I get a lot of oakiness, a lot of spice. Makes sense. There's three single barrel picks. Those are all, and there's old granddad 114 and a high rye bourbon. You hate this, I think. And 1920 prohibition style. There's a lot of high. uh, High proof. High proof in this. It is very high proof. It burns a lot. I'm sorry. I get salt. I can't not get salt. I've tried. Um, All the fruit I smelled. Is gone. There is no fruit in this. Um, 
There is no of my there's none of my typical like bourbon flavors that I expect either. I don't get any sugar. I'm not getting any caramel. And there's no vanilla. This is you know what salt. it tastes like. And ne- it, neither of y'all are gonna understand this. What? It tastes like I just licked the underside of my saddle. <laughs> Ew. Have you licked the underside of your saddle before? No, but that is a, a, this is exactly how I would imagine that experience to be. Okay. Are we talking about the sad, the underside of the saddle that sits on the horse or the underside of the saddle where you sit on? What is the underside of a saddle? The side that sits on the horse. Okay. Yeah, that's the side I thought. I mean, that's what I would... I'm making conversation, guys. Um, <laughs> this is salt and leather. An oak. And I can kind of see what you're saying by salt. I just don't. It doesn't taste salty to me. It tastes. Do you have a better word for it? I would say. I don't know if I have a better word for it, but what I would say is I think with. Most bourbons, we're used to having some sweet note on the front, on the very first, some fruity or sweet note, and this just does not have it. But, like, it tastes grainy. Well, it does kind of come from grain. Cereal's a flavor. Well, like, the the graininess, like, when you put too much sugar and milk in your cereal. There's no such thing. I know, I know there's no such thing, but to where it doesn't all, not melt, like, but dissolve. Like there's particulate in it? Yes. Really? You're yes. Getting... Yeah, I didn't get anything like that. Yeah, I did. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, well then I'm wrong. I'm... I don't see anything in it. Um, And maybe, maybe it is because I'm expecting, maybe it is psychosomatic and... I expect some sort of sweet or some sort of fruit or something. So and I'm not right. getting it. And so my brain is like, no sweet means salt. I just swish that around and I it mixed with my saliva and I got much more of a vanilla caramel note with it. So maybe some water will open this up a little bit. We'll uh we'll see. I guess that remains to be seen. But for now, do you guys have any other uh, opening comments in regards to it? I guess swishing it around made it a little bit better. But it's still very powerful. I don't know how to It's definitely it. burning. Yeah, it's still I... burning. Um, so, Well, if y'all don't have any... This would be a good one for the chaser jigger. <laughs> yeah, it would. Yeah. yeah, it very well would be. Maybe, maybe we'll try that too. Um, all right. On that note, I guess we're going to go ahead and move on. It's time for the wonder segment. Um, so I'm going to give you all a little bit of behind the scenes here. Um, <laughs> last week. So we got thrown off last week because Megan, because I was not here two weeks ago. And I thought Megan presented that week, but Jamie presented that week. And I didn't know what their plan was, obviously. That's fair. And so last week, 
you know, Megan and I get together to record and both of us basically were like, yeah, it's my week, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, nope, I just did research out of order. And so this was actually written last week. um, And it, we decided to go with Megan's last week because mine's going to end up being a two-parter. I found when I dove into the research, there was a little more uh, than anticipated. So, without further ado, um, <clears throat> last week it was a, <laughs> I can't really lie, it was a struggle to come up with a topic. Um, I couldn't really think of anything that, that spoke to me and was, you know, got me excited to do a couple hours of research. And I was kind of running out of time and I actually was coming back to the house with Shelby and she's, you know, the awesome person she is. She started trying to help me, started rattling off ideas. And, you know, after a couple, none of them were sounding really appealing. And, and she was like, well, what's going on in, you know, current events, what pop culture, et cetera, et cetera. And the only thing that really stood out to me was uh, Lisa Marie Presley had died as far as the pop culture goes. And I, neither one of us knew much about her. I kind of, you know, I was like, it's not like we could do anything on her. And then I think I said, made some comment to, um, you know, to Shelby, like something like she's nowhere near as famous as her dad. And that's when it smacked me in the face. The king. So today we're going to dive into the life of one of my grandmother's favorites, Elvis Presley. So, Elvis Aaron Presley was born on January 8th, 1935 in Tupelo, Mississippi to Vernon Elvis and Gladys Love Presley. Born 35 minutes after his identical twin brother, Jesse Garon Presley, Elvis was a healthy baby who grew to have a very close relationship to his mother, with his mother. Now, before I go any further, I'm going to go ahead and address the identical twin thing because most of you probably think I'm bullshitting. I'm, you are bullshitting. Nope. Nope. Jamie's backing me up here. Um, so, <laughs> I actually in my notes here, I wrote, I can hear as I type this, quote, if Elvis was a twin, why haven't we ever seen him and his brother together? You would recognize two people that look like the most popular singer on the planet walking around, end quote. I'm sure I can hear every one of y'all thinking that, and you too. Yep. Uh, And I actually started typing out a made-up scenario about how the two had shared the role of stage Elvis. But I decided not to since the truth is pretty harsh and it felt pretty insensitive. Uh The truth is Elvis did have an identical twin brother, but Jesse was stillborn. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I I felt wrong joking about joking it. about it. Yeah. Yep. Fair. So, Get that. Oof. Um. So on that down note, let's have a look at Elvis's parents and childhood. Vernon descended from English, Scottish, and German origin, while Gladys descended from French and Scotch Irish origin, which is what my people are. Um. Apparently, on one side of my family. According to the Presley family, Gladys's great great grandmother was also. Cherokee. Uh, Vernon seems to have bounced around from job to job and never really had a steady career. And because of this, the family was poor and often relied upon the kindness of neighbors and governmental assistance for food. 
1938, the family lost their home when Vernon Vernon was found guilty of altering a check uh, written to him uh, for some work he had done. Excuse me, and he was sent to jail for eight months. This basically forced Gladys and Elvis to move in with some family. Uh, later in 1941, Elvis started school, where he was considered average by his teachers. One teacher encouraged Elvis to enter a singing contest after she heard him singing a country song during the morning prayer. Elvis did Elvis did enter the contest, and on October 3rd, 1945, at the Mississippi-Alabama Fair and Dairy Show, gave his first public performance. According to Elvis, he placed fifth. Despite this initial public performance, Elvis was very shy and chose not to sing in public much. He had to be very comfortable uh, during his early years. A few months after this original performance, or this first performance, he was given a, his first guitar for his birthday. Interesting, Elvis was unhappy with this gift, as he wanted a rifle or bicycle. But, you know, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. So Elvis got some basic lessons from his preacher and two uncles, and he began playing the guitar. In 1946, Elvis started sixth grade at a new school where he didn't know anyone and he quickly became a loner. In response to this, he began bringing his guitar to school each day and would play and sing during lunchtime. His schoolmates would tease him and thought of him as the, quote, trashy kid who played hillbilly music, end quote. Elvis loved the Mississippi Slim radio show and by a lucky coincidence was classmates with Mississippi Slim's younger brother who would often take Elvis to the radio station. Slim took a liking to Elvis and began teaching him more advanced guitar techniques, and when Elvis was 12, Slim scheduled him for two on-air performances. The first performance went terribly. Elvis became overcome with stage fright, uh, but the second performance the following week was a, a success. In November of 1948, the family moved to Memphis, Tennessee, into a two-bedroom apartment in a public housing complex. I found this little tidbit funny. In eighth grade music, Elvis received a C, and the teacher told him that he had, quote, no aptitude for singing, end quote. So to prove her wrong, the next day, he brought his guitar and sang a popular hit. Ultimately, the teacher agreed when Elvis said, quote, she didn't appreciate his kind of singing, end quote. Hmm. Um, Sorry, taking a drink of water there. In 1950, Elvis began practicing guitar under his neighbor, Lee Denson, and soon, along with three other neighbors, including rockabilly pioneers Dorsey and Johnny Burnett, had formed a group that practiced around the house and complex regularly. So kind of like a little band roving the complex. Uh, During his junior year, Elvis began changing his appearance and, and, as a result, standing out more. He grew his sideburns, began slicking his hair back with the oil and Vaseline Basically, kind of what you think about young Elvis. Mm-hmm. By his senior year, he was wearing flashy clothes and had overcome his shyness and chose to compete in a talent show in April of 1953. Elvis recalled later, quote, I wasn't popular in school. I failed music. Only thing I ever failed. And then they entered me in this talent show. When I came on stage, I heard people kind of rumbling and whispering and so forth because nobody even knew I sang. It was amazing how popular I became in school after that, end quote. So, definitely uh, moving on up a little bit Yeah, there. moving on up. 
In August of 1953, Elvis checked into the offices of Memphis Recording Services, where he intended to pay for studio time to record two songs, My Happiness and That's When Your Heartaches Begin. Uh, he would later state that he intended to gift this to his mother uh, and that he was interesting. He was interested in hearing, quote, what he sounded like. Many biographers theorized that Elvis chose this particular studio in hopes of getting recognized because there were much cheaper alternatives if he truly was just looking to see how he sounded or looking to record something for his mother. So kind of going to the right spots and trying to grease the right palms. Uh, while he was at the studio, the receptionist asked what type of music he sang and who he sounded like. And Elvis replied that he, quote, sang all kinds and, quote, I don't sound like nobody. After he finished recording, the studio owner, Sam Phillips, asked the receptionist to note his name, which she did, and alongside she wrote, Good Ballad Singer. In 1954, Elvis recorded another two songs at the same studio, but again, nothing came of it. Shortly afterwards, he auditioned for a position in a local vocal quartet, which he did not receive. Elvis told his father, uh, quote, they told me I couldn't sing, end quote. One of the Songfellows, which was the local vocal quartet, later stated that it was because Elvis didn't have an ear for harmonizing at the time. Well, Elvis did what everybody... Ah, let me try that up. Try that again. Well, Elvis did what everybody else does when they encounter a little failure in life. And he became a truck driver. But... <laughs> That was a delayed, delayed reaction there from <laughs> Megan. <laughs> but being a truck driver didn't stop him from trying out for an open lead singer role with his friend Ronnie Smith's professional band. But the leader of the band advised Elvis to stick to truck driving because, quote, you're never going to make it as a singer, end quote. So he definitely had a lot of people kind of shit on him. Yeah. Giving him the middle finger and shitting on him. Very few people supported him. Um, at least outside of his family and close friends. Back at the studio uh, Elvis had recorded at, which at this point had been renamed to Sun Records, Sam Phillips was trying to find a way that he could bring a broader audience to the sound of black musicians, which the studio had chosen to focus on. Phillips was quoted saying, and I'm going to, this is a quote from him, uh, and remember the times, Phillips was quoted saying, quote, if I could find a white man that had the Negro sound and feel, I could make a billion dollars, end quote. In June of 1954, uh, Phillips heard a demo recording of a band called, of a ballad called Without You. The demo had been recorded by Jimmy Sweeney, and Phillips thought that the song might pair well with Elvis's voice and style, so he arranged some studio time for Elvis to give it a shot. And as you would expect, Elvis wasn't able to do it justice. My guy just can't buy a break at this point. Even though he didn't like Elvis's version of Without You, Phillips had Elvis sing as many songs as he knew, and Phillips decided to bring in two local musicians, upright bass player Bill Black and guitarist Winfield Scotty Moore, uh, and he wanted them to work up something with Elvis for a second recording session. So... On the evening of June 5th, Elvis came back down to the studio and attempted to come up with something with Black and Moore. It wasn't until late in the night when they were packing up to go home 
that they hit on something. This next, uh, most of this next paragraph is a quote here. The group was about to leave when Elvis began playing and singing a 1946 blues song, Arthur Cudrip's That's All Right. Moore said, quote, all of a sudden Elvis just started singing this song, jumping around and acting the fool, and then Bill picked up his bass and he started acting the fool too, and I started playing with him. Sam, I think, had the door to the control booth open. He stuck his head out and said, what are y'all doing? And we said, we don't know. We'll back, uh, we'll back up. He said, try to find a place to start again and do it all over. Phillips began recording, and three days later, the song was played on the popular Memphis radio show, Red, Hot, and Blue. Almost immediately, listeners began calling in, asking to know who the singer was. There was so much interest that the DJ, Dewey Phillips, played the record several more times during the remaining two hours of the show. Soon after, Elvis was brought on air where Phillips asked him where he went, where he went to high school in order to clarify his race as many callers had assumed he was black based on the sound of his voice which I went and listened to and maybe it's just because I grew up hearing Elvis but I don't think he sounds either black or white he just sounds like Elvis to me you know so within a few days the three had recorded a version of the bluegrass song Blue Moon of Kentucky by Bill Monroe, and soon a single record was released with That's All Right as the A-side and Blue Moon of Kentucky as the B-side. On July 17th, 1954, the trio played publicly for the first time at the Bon Air Club, and at the end of the month, they played at Overton Park Shell, where Elvis first did his, quote, rubber legs style dance uh, that he's kind of known for. Most people uh, thought at the time that Elvis was the creator of this dance style. However, it was later discovered that during this, his time as a truck driver, while on a delivery, Elvis had spent the evening in a boarding house in the small town of Greenbow, Alabama. It was in this house that Elvis watched the disabled son of the owner dance around like this due to his leg braces. Elvis liked the way it looked, and he thought it matched his style, so he asked the young boy to teach it, teach it to him. Wait, Megan's looking at me. What? I know for a fact that's Forrest Gump. I, Fuck yeah, off. Yeah, I might have just blurred the lines a little bit there. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> scratch all the Alabama dancing stuff. The only Alabama dancing I know about shagging on the boulevard. And if you get that joke, you're all right by me. Please tell me one of you got that joke. Yes. Okay, thank you. Uh, the truth is, Elvis's strong response to the rhythm of the song and his nervousness led him to shake his legs, and the wide cut of his pants emphasized the movements. It wasn't long before Moore and Black decided to leave their old band to play with Elvis regularly. Promoter and DJ Bob Neal became the manager of the trio, and by October, the trio had performed several more times and had returned to the studio for more recording sessions. Elvis's stage confidence grew greatly during this time. He became very conscious of what movements the crowd liked, and he was quick to expand on the things they did like. On October 2nd, Elvis would appear on the Grand Ole Opry stage, where he received a polite response from the audience, but the manager of the opera said that Elvis was, quote, not bad, but he wasn't right for the Grand Ole Opry. In, 19, in, in November of 1954... Elvis performed on Louisiana Hayride, the direct and more adventurous competitor to the Grand Ole Opry, 
which uh, during the first set, Elvis suffered another nerve attack and received a muted reaction. But during the second set, he was much more composed and got an enthusiastic response. The house drummer, DJ Fontana, added a new element to the performances by complementing Elvis's movements with accent beats. After the show, Hayride offered Elvis a year's worth of Saturday night appearances, which Elvis accepted. Excuse me, I had a burp there. He traded in his old, still child-sized guitar for a Martin that cost $175. That's equal to almost $1,800 in today's money. And interestingly, the guitar that Elvis traded traded in was tossed in the garbage in front of him in the store. Mm, Jesus. Imagine what it's worth today. Oh, my God. If some, If that could be found and proven to be his childhood guitar. Millions. Oh. Millions. Easy. Oh, yeah. Um, Southern Made Donuts was the sponsor of Louisiana Hayride, and Elvis, who sang their praises as part of his shows, developed a lifelong love of donuts. I just wanted to put that in here because I also have a lifelong love of donuts. <laughs> so me and the king got something in common there. The king had a sweet tooth. Yes, he did. Me and the king also have that in common. I'm surprised either of y'all can eat donuts after the year-end special. I didn't. <laughs> that one over there. I didn't eat the donuts. You watched it, though. I found a bucket. <laughs> washed it out. Uh, I like donuts. <laughs> um, Elvis made a product endorsement commercial. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Elvis even made a product endorsement commercial for Southern Made Donuts, uh, but it was actually never released. And he also recorded a radio jingle, uh, quote, <laughs> In exchange for a box of hot glazed donuts. In exchange quote. for oh, a hell box yeah. of donuts. Um, Elvis's first TV appearance was also on Louisiana Hayride on KSLA TV. And combined with his regular appearances on the radio show, of you know, the radio version of the show, uh, record releases and... Uh, I'm sorry, I jacked that sentence all up. Elvis's first TV appearance was also on Louisiana Hayride on KSLA TV, and combined with his regular appearances on the radio version of the show, record releases which were well received, and his constant touring, Elvis became a regional star from Texas, West Texas to Tennessee. So, as I mentioned, this is going to be a two-parter. Um, this seemed like the most natural break in the research, so. Uh, we've gotten through Elvis's life up until he was a regional star, and we'll next week we'll dive into how Elvis became an international star and known as the king of rock and roll. So, and a fun little fact: the video, there's no video of this that I'm aware of. When I was in high school chorus, I dressed in the full Elvis white sequined suit and did a Elvis blue Christmas. I used to be able to do a hell of an Elvis impersonation, but Tyler, uh, the video, there is no video. And I used to be able to do the, the, where is that right? Well, you need to do it for us right now. No, 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 no. Maybe off the air. Maybe. I will grab one of your guitars. I actually did not play guitar on that song. Really? I did not. So there's a there's a funny story. I'll get into the story real quick because it 
makes the performance that much more uh, funny to me as a performer. Um, so my chorus teacher was notorious for adding other elements to the show. She did like, she, she did theater and like musicals and stuff. So she kind of had a, an eye for doing that sort of stuff. And so she had planned out that during my, uh, blue Christmas during the musical break or at some point that all the ladies from all the course classes, not just my, I was in madrigals, which was like the advanced course. Uh, but all the chorus, all the ladies would bum rush the stage. Like, and I'm, you know, shaking hands and reaching down like a celebrity would. And the girls from my class would then come up on stage and like kind of, I was supposed to pick one out of the crowd. I'm having to remember exactly how this went. I was supposed to pick one out of the group and like dance with her. And somebody else was supposed to like, they were supposed to get in a fight because, you know, they all wanted to be picked. Yeah. With them and not her. And, um, yeah, I remember we were, we were, um, rehearsing it and, Somebody had found this like Goldilocks blonde wig and they were screwing around wearing it, you know, whatever. And I didn't think much of it. And then in the performance, like, you know, I picked the girl I was going to pick. We all knew who it was going to be. And she's, I hadn't looked at her and I look and she's got the Goldilocks the blonde, blonde wig. wig. Oh, she's no. a brunette. She had that Goldilocks blonde wig. And so we're dancing and all of a sudden I see this hand reach out of nowhere, grab that wig and throws it off stage like a grenade. (laughs) And I had no idea it was coming. So in the middle of the song, I basically was like, like my jaw just (laughs) dropped open. Like what the fuck just happened? Which I'm sure made that. It sold it to the crowd because I had no idea. And I'm in the middle of the song. Like, (laughs) um, actually the, another funny thing happened in that song that I didn't know happened either. When the, the girls all bum rushed the base of the stage. That's where our piano was, where she would play the piano, our our course teacher. And we our piano was out of tune, so she was playing on a digital keyboard, and one of the girls stepped on the cord for the digital key. No, oh. unplugged it. <gasps> so I was I didn't even realize it, but I was singing a cappella there for a little while. Oh shit. Damn. So how I need to know, how did baby Tyler feel about 50 girls just all up in your jam? Um, I was a stud in high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I looking back, I had a lot more options than I realized in high school as far as that, but I was committed to one person and we had rehearsed it so many times that it wasn't anything. Yeah. To you. It was just, it was a bunch of my friends Basically, we were putting on a little skit, you know? Okay. So, But I'll never forget, they had that stupid wig going around, you know, in rehearsals. And next thing I know, I'm on stage, and I look up, and there it is, and there it went. (laughs) (laughs) And I know know my reaction sold that. But anyway, that's my Elvis story. Um, My one claim to Elvis fame, I thought you were going to talk about this and you didn't. Uh oh. And I think I think you're past it. Uh oh. Um, 
I, at one of my church camp experiences, um, I had the absolute pl- pleasure of having his stepbrother, Rick Stanley, preach. Really? To church camp. Yeah. And he talked about Elvis and his death and everything. I did not even see anything about a step sibling or the parents getting divorced at all in my research. So, yeah. That's so it's, it's there if you dig for it because I forgot his name for the longest time and, um, was talking to somebody about it and went to look for it. And like after going down a rabbit hole, finally found it. But yep. What was that name again? Rick Stanley. Sorry, I'm writing it. I know there was a lovely. Weird pause. Lovely pause. That's Elvis's stepbrother. Yes. So if I remember correctly, this may be wrong. Um, There's. two or three brothers, um, including Rick. Because I believe there was a statement made um, when they moved in that Elvis was so happy to have a brother, and now he had multiples. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, And I I really, I had no idea that he had a twin brother, and I, I don't know... You know, for the time, I don't know how common I, obviously I would assume it's more common than it is now for children to be born, stillborn, but, you know, I'm sure that had some effect if he knew that, you know, he was a twin. Yeah, if he was supposed to have a brother. So, that's interesting. But, if you guys don't have anything else, we'll go ahead and we'll move on and finish up. Nope. I don't know. Trivia with Tyler. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. So, <clears throat> so uh, I just reread this and it kind of made me laugh. One of the co-founders of Alcoholic Alcoholics Anonymous, Bill W. asked for whiskey on his deathbed, but was denied and died thirty-six years sober. Dang. It works if you work it. <laughs> oh, yep. I, I, I saw this. Uh, there's a comment on it. and in the, It said, that would kind of piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that kind of pissed me off, too. Um, all right, well, let's move on. Let's finalize this whiskey. I haven't got to drink much, so I'll chug a lug. Final thoughts. Well, Patreons, dear friends, our listeners. Uh oh. I would like to start a new infinity bottle. Because this one sucks. Um, You did this. (laughs) This is all your fault. Why would you put these things in there? I don't even know what we rated everything that went in here. It might have all been stuff we liked, but the way we put it together and it's all been the. I think there's some stuff that's been kind of mid, middle of the road and some things. Let's see. Let's go through and talk a 
look at a couple of those. Uh, Eagle Rare was high. Uh, Old Forester 1920, you rated high. I rated low. Mm -hmm. Blue Run. Um, Blue Run, we all rated pretty high. Actually, Jamie had that one. Um, Jack Daniels. I know they're on here somewhere. Anyway, they're all on the website. You can see what we rated them all. Um, whiskeyandwonder.com. Yes, there's a whiskey tab, and under that, there's a whiskeys we've tried. Old Granddad 114, we kind of middle of the road. So, um, <laughs> that was my the road. <laughs> well, that was a, a interesting noise. So I just put some water in here. I'm going to taste it real quick. What did you think about it with the water? Uh, it did not do enough to dilute the burn spice. It did bring out the sweetness a little bit. I didn't get as much of a salty taste, but the burn is... I mean, the, the burn made my throat make a noise. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I got... It smelled more caramel after the water, but yes, it's still a lot of burn. Not quite as much saltiness, but still burn. Mm-hmm. All the burn. Yeah, not it was it not not the not the best. I don't like it. <laughs> it, it sucks ass. <laughs> I I definitely agree with the burn. There's a lot of burn here, a lot on the back end, and the flavor is very <clears throat> The sweetness I get in it, I get a little bit of vanilla and I get a little bit of caramel, but it's very very overwhelmed by oak and burn um, to the point where oak and burn are, if we bottled this, we should call it oak and burn. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Back. But it's not terrible. It's a lot better than what we had last week. Yeah. Would, mm, really? So just for... For everybody to be aware, Jamie took a little sample. She wanted to know how bad the the stuff that we had last week was. Ridge spiced. Yep, and spiced I, I was. I'm trying. I'm trying not to say the name anymore. I don't. Oh, wanna, I don't want to crap on them anymore. Crap on them. Oh, bad. Um, <laughs> well, it's fine. That whiskey that they had the last time. What it was the last oh, time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last episode. Anyway, so she took a sample of it, and what did you rate it out of ten? Uh, two, yeah, yeah two, yeah, two. So, you know, she didn't dislike it as much as we did, but I think your your exact word was something to the effect of, "I don't like it, but it's not as bad as you made it seem." Yes, I do believe that's exactly what I said. Yep. I just want to say she's wrong. <laughs> she's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she's so wrong. Uh, I I will do a quick follow-up here. I actually took it to my trivia group, and it was about 50-50 of people who agreed with me and people who thought it was decent. That's so, so weird that there are some people out there who are like, yeah, I'll buy I that. Could, I could force myself to drink that other one. I would not drink this. Will not. Won't, won't even finish that. Granted, I didn't finish the other one, but. I wonder if part of that is because you're not used to drinking high proofs. I'm well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, I would, I would think so because I, I generally like a little bit higher proof, and out of the three of us, I've liked this 
I would drink this again. Okay, so yeah, maybe. I know I've I've had to like build up my tolerance to higher proofs, and Tyler had to build up his tolerance to higher proofs as well. Um, yep, I I'm lucky enough that I have everything in that cabinet to do it with. So there's there's stuff that has let me just kind of work my way up. I used to be right in that ninety. Mm-hmm. 90 to 100 range, so. I am very curious to try this with a chaser jigger glass if they work. Yes. Yeah, that'll be very interesting. I, I'm, I really want to know how that works, but. um, Well, let me get my schedule back up. I, I took it away. Um, the schedule. Did, we, did you hit the final thoughts button? I don't no. know. Did I? No. 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 I thought I did. No. You sure? Mm-hmm. I got two button, two hits on my thing over here. Oh, maybe you did. Oh, well, I'll hit it again. Final thoughts. Pretty sure I hit it now that I've heard it. I don't think, I, I don't know if you I, did or not. Now I that don't. I heard it, I think yeah, you did too. I think okay. I hit it. Yep. Anyway, that's fine. You guys got an extra final thought in there. Yay, to our wonderful uh, voice actors. Um, yes. She's disappeared, by the way. She has? I cannot find her. Oh, well. Yeah. We don't need any more drops, or we'll get a new one. Yeah. Um, Anything else? Anything you want to say on the 100th episode of Whiskey and Wonder? Uh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you is the biggest thing by yep. far that we need to say um, because we definitely would not be at 100 episodes if it was not for you guys. Um, Those of you guys who rate, review, subscribe, um, you know, even, you know, just listening to us every little bit like helps. Um, And then for the people that go above and beyond with donations and subscribing on Patreon and stuff like that, like you guys are the reason why we've hit 100 episodes and, um, we hope that you're around for a hundred more and we look forward to seeing what whiskey and wonder becomes as time goes on. So even though I don't belong here, it's been great. Mm. Well, <laughs> never going to live that. Down. Nope. <laughs> uh, on that note, guys. Uh, yeah. Everything Megan said, I, this is episode 100 and, you know, when Megan and I started this, we didn't know how many episodes we were going to do. Mm-hmm. We, You've done 100. We've, yeah, we've done 100. and A huge milestone. Yeah, and, and I've learned so much along the way. Heck I've, yeah. Not, not even just the topics we do, but I've learned so much about, like, I've learned so much about whiskey. I've learned so much about making a website, running a business, making product for, to sell marketing, advertise. I have learned so much yeah. in these hundred episodes, and you know it's it's all because of you guys. So thank you guys for allowing me to learn everything I've learned. Heck yeah! And thank you, Tyler, for doing all the Tyler things. Like that's amazing. Well, you know it's it is what it is. It's just what I do. You do what you do. Um, well, are we numbering? Are we giving this a rating? Our infinity bottle. Oh, 
I wasn't going to, but yeah, go ahead. I mean, do we? Do we not? Do we just I was four? All right. <laughs> okay, Jamie. <laughs> you don't belong here. Wow. <laughs> um see if you get your chaser jigger. <laughs> mm. I'll uh, remember that later. Oh no. Well. All right, Megan, what did you want to rate it? Inappropriate, real quick. Um, I four and a half, four and a half, five, 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 middle of the road, five, five, five. Sorry, I didn't say that. I was writing it down. I don't think I'm putting this on the website, but just, just for, for funsies, if yeah, you listen, for, you know, for posterity or pot. What's the one? What's the one for like future generations? Post, like, isn't posterity your ass? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold Vocabulary on. is not my strong suit. What? what are you reaching for? What am I reaching for? Yeah, help me help you. Posterity is all Poster- future generations posterity. of people. Okay. What are you thinking of? Because uh, I want to know that word. <laughs> I thought I thought there was a P word like that that like was like a muscle or something for your ass. Prostate? No, not your prostate. <laughs> Jesus. That's in your ass. No, this is like your ass muscle is is known as uh I don't know, I guess maybe derriere got crossed in my mind. <laughs> Poster derriere. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. I want to know what word you're thinking of. I I don't know. I'm okay, Navia. Navia's tail is whacking the whiskey cabinet over there. I don't know. Vocabulary is not my strong suit. I I think it was derriere. Derriere and posterity? Yeah, the air thing got me. I don't know. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> all right, all right, Nate, that's enough. You're hitting the thing. Mom's um, freaking out. <laughs> so, Megan gave it a five, Jamie gave it a four, and I'll cap it off by giving it a six. Okay, four, five, six. So, on that note. All right, guys. On that note, thank you for making uh making it a hundred episodes. Thank you guys for sticking around and doing all the wonderful things you do. Thank you, Jamie, for being here for a hundredth episode. And yes. for... thank you for having me, even though I kind of just walked in. <laughs> Thanks for the tacos and the cookie cake that you went through such, <laughs> such an ordeal to get. Thank you very much. Um, thank you everyone. Do us a favor. Don't drink and drive. Have a good week. Cheers. Cheers.